0: and welcome to the Little Bit Quirky podcast show. To my faithful listeners, can you believe this is my eighth cast? It's astonishing, isn't it? And I am happy that you are still listening. And to any new guests, I hope you will continue to listen. As I said in my first podcast, I want people to be happy and to laugh along with me as I pursue my life by walking on the quirky paths that tend to be part of my everyday history. Am I getting carried away with situations that some would consider normal? Whoa, Nellie, that can't be it. But I do love saying, whoa, Nellie. It's like you're supposed to pull in on the reins when you actually want to gallop as fast as you can to take the world by storm and save the raindrops to wash your hair later. That's what we gals did back in the 60s. Oh yeah, that seems like a hundred years ago. I know. But it was soft water that did not come from the faucet, like a sprinkle of goodness from heaven. I have to say that I am on air, air quotes, literally and figuratively. My daughter, Rachel, bought me a lit-up on-air box for Christmas, and it's awesome. I feel like a real person on the radio. I do hope my raspy voice doesn't interfere with your listening ear. (sighs) Even though I am invisible to you, I am still here, right where I want to be. And that is why I name this podcast, The Case of the Invisibles. What? It's a series of events that led up to this story. One of my days had been going quite well, as most of them do. Except for the oddity and mystery that seems to intrude into them. Yet, that is what makes my life quirky. I like quirky. It's more interesting. On that particular day, I had a couple of errands left on my to-do list, and I wanted to end the day on a good note by scratching them off. Oh, I shouldn't have used those words, scratching them. But you'll understand more clearly within the next 10 minutes When I went through the automatic doors at the grocery store, I was singing a tune, Ain't no mountain high enough, in my head, of course. And I was kind of bebopping a little bit too. But it had been playing on the radio and had stuck with me. I need to tell you that when I shop, I like to leisure through the aisles. Gives me comfort when I don't have to rush. It's like Kisses from above are following me, making me shy inside, that is. But today, my outside was shimmering, too, because my nose was bright red and it kind of glowed. Yet, I wasn't going to let that fact, a disenchanting appearance, interfere with my day and my ability to be out and about. I don't like hibernation. And then... Something happened. What the heyday? I exclaimed as I watched a young man who was standing next to me in aisle four, the paper products aisle. I needed to buy more Kleenex, and I'm sure you understand why. He started acting all crazy. He was slapping his kind of long brown hair and his face, too like he was trying to ward off a swarm of bees that were attacking him. But I didn't see any insects, and I didn't hear any insects. I wanted to ask him if he needed help. But then it hit me. I thought I knew why he was doing what he was doing. <gasps> Does he have had lice? the thought made me jump back and shake my own head ponderingly. I wondered if it could have been possible for him to have knocked a few of the little varmints my way. I stood perfectly still. I thought if I looked like a statue, it would make me invisible and prevent any connection to the guy or whatever it was that was tormenting him. But How long could I pretend I wasn't there? The young man kept flailing his arms in the air. So I galloped as fast as I could. There was no holding back in my reins. Go, Nellie, go! I left my cart at the cashier station and told the gal as I flew by her, Sorry, the wind was in my sails, pushing me out of the door. I went home and immediately checked my hair for little critters. I can't tell you how many times I washed my hands, and then I washed my hair. Not once, but twice. I thought all was well. Still, I decided not to go back to the grocery store. I didn't know how long head lice could remain active, and there was no way I would want to chance another encounter of the most unpleasant kind, feeling better. I ventured out and headed to my mechanic's garage. Good to see you, Joe greeted me. What would you need, Mary? I would like to get a quote on how much it would cost to replace my head lice. <clears throat> oh, no, 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 and no. Had I really said head lice? I knew I had. But my mind tried to deny it. I could see that Joe was wearing a hearing aid. I pushed my mental dilemma. Maybe he hadn't heard me? <laughs> Joe let out a belly laugh that was louder than the fans at the wrestling match airing on the overhead TV. Did you say, had lice? <laughs> and then it got worse. My head started to itch. It was so hard for me to try to control myself and not dig in. I wanted to reach up to scratch any invisible buggers, literally. (coughs) Excuse me. I think humiliation is underrated. I stood there and took it. I knew Joe was going to have his jollies, for he certainly was enjoying my faux pas. My face matched my red nose and... Try as I might to disregard it, my hair felt like it was moving. I had to ask myself, did Joe see what I sensed? I disregarded the hilarity. Headlights, I told him. You must have heard it wrong. Nope. <laughs> I headed toward the door. Just call me with a quote, Joe. Have a nice day. Do you want two quotes, Mary? <laughs> one for head lice and one for head lice. I could do a two for a two for one deal. Joe was still laughing loudly when I lowered my head and walked out the door. I called my daughter Rachel. I told her about the unnerving events. Mom, people who slap themselves around the head sometimes are taking drugs, huh? Yep. Well, that would be a good enough reason not to go down that trail. Love you, love you. I felt better about it all and changed my mind about stopping at the drugstore to buy a box of the dreaded NYX shampoo. I didn't think I needed to Nix it in the bug anymore. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, but later that evening, <coughs> I couldn't escape the what if, the young man had had lice, and what if I had his deposits? So the very next morning, the first thing I did was to go to CPT drugs. I planned on finding the remedy to the invisible situation, hopefully without anyone's help. I walked up and down every aisle that I imagined to be the right one. I was clueless. And even now, as I am making these notes, my head is starting to itch. Psychosomatic or not, I wasn't going to leave the store without the dreaded box. I told myself that I would be brave and stop the employee that was walking toward me. Oh, I breathed in, and I tried to act nonchalant. Who was I kidding? Um, where would I, uh, find... Nix, the lady backed up. You mean the lice shampoo? I felt her unfriendly fire. She leaned further in the opposite direction of me and pointed to what I calculated was about eight aisles down. A very long walk. They're on the back wall, on the bottom shelf. Really? I thought do you have to make me feel so small? I noticed several bystanders who were listening in, and within seconds they charted a new course in the opposite direction. Hurriedly, I located the bottle of medication. It was expensive, but truth be told, I would have paid whatever the asking price was for the bottle of mental and possibly physical relief and stability. I proceeded to the front of the store. What rotten luck, I mumbled. I had to go through the regular checkout line. I told the gal, no bag. I didn't want to deny it anymore. When I got home, I set the dual box of the treatment on the counter and began the dirty task. I asked myself if I was overreacting by Going to this great length, but just in case I wasn't, I followed the directions. As I was using the special comb, a comb that was so tight it could squeeze water from a dry cactus that lived in the desert, I was relieved that I didn't see any eggs that might have possibly infiltrated my wet waves. And I must tell you, I even put eye drops in my eyes, so I wouldn't miss the hide on a hair. After a thorough search, I gave myself an awe clear, and I concluded my daughter had been right. That night, as I often do, well, i I do it every night when I go to bed, I reflect on my day. I wasn't too happy with me. I thought about my grumpy attitude. I must say, no one should be shunned for something that is not their fault. I hope the young man figures it out. And the employees at the drugstore hadn't behaved any differently than I had when I stood near the young man who was flapping his hands. so why should I think less of them for their behavior? I had reacted in a worse way. I ran. And we all know that no one wants to have a case of head lice, but life is not always in the right place, but it's what we do with it and learn from it that helps us grow and be more compassionate to others. And dear old Joe, I couldn't be mad at him. I was the one who had given him a reason to laugh, something he rarely does. Were you Give me a quote on a pair of headlights. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad I made him laugh. I really was hilarious. And I kick myself for saying rotten luck because I am a wee bit Irish. And luck of the Irish simply means that the Irish tend to be able to land on their feet when Unfortunate circumstances take place. I sat up and put my feet on the floor and smiled. Yep, I have more miles ahead of me. I know I will walk them better than I did today. I'm back strong. A quote for this podcast, we either make ourselves miserable or we make ourselves strong. The amount of work is the same. Carlos Castaneda said that, and it means that our state of happiness or lack thereof is completely up to us. Embrace yourself, my friends. Embrace one another.